I'm Kelly Drake, and you're listening to Hop in My U-Haul. In this podcast, I'll be taking you all around New York City and beyond to some really unique lesbian and queer spaces. You'll meet artists, entrepreneurs, and leaders who are all doing really inspiring work in their communities. Oh, and you might be wondering why we're in a U-Haul. Well, yesterday at the farmer's market, I met this really cute girl, and we're going on a date next week at this vegan restaurant in Bushwick. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I have a really, really good feeling about it. Anyway, let's hit the road. Hop on in. Okay, so usually at the start of an episode, I'd get in the truck, make a bad lesbian joke, tell you to hop on in, and take you to some dyke places around the city. But for right now, Hop in My U-Haul has had to take on a little bit of a different form. Social distancing has caused many of the iconic lesbian and queer spaces around the city to close their doors. Though this is only temporary, in this time of economic uncertainty, it's unclear what the fate of a lot of these spaces will be. Since social distancing began, my screen time has literally tripled, and it's got me thinking about how people are interacting right now. We can't occupy the same physical spaces, but there are so many interesting digital spaces that people are still using to form community, create content, and make their livings. I'm shifting my focus for now to looking at those spaces, and how even when we're not in the face of a global public health crisis, the internet can be used as a tool for forming identity-based connection. I am so excited about this first remote episode because I got to talk to somebody who I've been following for quite a while. She's one of the most iconic lesbian meme makers on Instagram, and her handle could not be more perfect. Xena Warrior Princess. I feel like before we get any further into the episode, I do need to give a disclaimer. I don't like memes. I just don't get most of them. I think like a lot of them are pointless, and there's just so many of them, people spend all this time mindlessly consuming them. But Xena Warrior Princess is my exception. I get lesbian memes, and she makes the best ones. I'm so excited to introduce you to Xena Warrior Princess, or as she's known in real life, Maddie. Hi! My name is Maddie Court. I'm a writer and a zine maker, and I make memes as Xena Warrior Princess on Instagram. I'm going to preface this. I'm going to give you a little bit of information about me. Um... I don't really partake in memes. Your account is actually the only meme account that I follow. <laughs> that's very, that's, I'm very honored. <laughs> Could you tell me a little bit about, uh, like, I don't know, explain memes to somebody who doesn't really get them? Yeah, I don't think I always understand memes. I think when I started, there were maybe like three lesbian meme accounts on Instagram, at least that I was aware of. And now there's so many, there's like gotta be hundreds So I think that there are all these kind of like just different niches to fill. But I don't know. I think a meme is just like an internet joke that can be like replicated and propagated over and over again. Okay, so hopefully all of you who, like me, are apparently a little bit out of touch with the world around us are now caught up to speed. Why did you start Xena Warrior Princess? Where did that idea come from? Xena Warrior Princess was just my personal Instagram And then I moved from Philadelphia to Wisconsin to go to grad school. And like I think a lot of people, I felt like grad school was very like isolating. And so I started being very active on Instagram to like be more in touch with my friends in Philly. So I was like, oh, I just really miss being surrounded by lesbians. And maybe I can like build that community for myself on the internet. You have like 60,000 followers on the account. How did it get to be that big? I don't know. I don't know why I have so many followers like I don't use hashtags 
I don't really want <laughs> more followers. Like, I, I'm so happy with, like, what I have. But I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just, like, there's just not a lot of things for lesbians that feel like they're made by a lesbian. When people DM me, say what they like about the page, it's usually that there's not a lot of, like, positive lesbian media out there. Especially when I started, there was a lot of kind of, like, casual like, lesbian hate on the internet. That's definitely, like, climate that Xena Warrior Princess came out of. Why do you think it's important to make memes that are specifically lesbian and not, like, for just all queer women or for all queer people? Like, why lesbian content specifically? That's such a good question because in every meme that I make, I always either use the word dyke or lesbian because, to me, things are funny and, like, more meaningful when they're specific. And that doesn't mean that they're exclusionary at all, which I think is often a criticism of lesbian culture. It's like, oh, that's too niche, which is not true. It just feels important for me, and I think the specificity of my identity, like, being able to see that is so important. Not that there's any one single way to be a lesbian or any one single lesbian experience, but it just feels important for me to say lesbian as opposed to queer woman. Where do you find inspiration for the memes that you make? Like, do you have a bunch on deck, or is it just kind of like whenever a lesbian thing happens, you're like, ah, oh, I should make a meme? I wish that I was more organized and I was keeping things on deck to post on, like, a schedule, but... I just post when I feel inspired, and I don't post a whole lot. Like, I think a good week, I would post two memes. But yeah, they come out of my journal, or often just a phrase that I think is funny. So I thought that the phrase kind of recently, like, (laughs) monogamous lesbian at a farmer's market was really funny, and I, like, wrote it down to use in a future meme. Did you ever get the answer to the question, do more lesbians speak in road metaphors or plant metaphors? Let me give you a little bit of context right here. In April, Maddie tweeted, are you a lesbian who speaks in road metaphors or a lesbian who speaks in plant metaphors? Let me know I'm doing a study. There are over 400 comments on this post. Clearly, lesbians have very strong feelings about what type of metaphor they speak in. On the road side, there are a lot of mentions of Tracy Chapman, of course, Cheryl Crow, who I'm pretty sure isn't a lesbian, Bruce Springsteen, who I know isn't a lesbian, and Rascal Flatts, but... That gets us into a whole different subset of country music lesbians, and we won't go down that path. Oh, also, apparently it's a super Sagittarius thing to make road metaphors. The plant metaphor folks all just used a lot of emojis, so I couldn't quite decipher what the arguments were on that side. As it turns out, though, lesbian metaphors don't exist on a binary. There were a lot of ocean metaphor lesbians, sports metaphor lesbians, space metaphor lesbians, book metaphor lesbians, and all of them were adding their two cents in the comments. My favorite comment was one that says, hit me up if you're a plants that grow in the cracks of the road gay. I think that's where I fall. But I'm still curious. What were the results of Maddie's study? Plant metaphors. Is it plant Plant metaphors? metaphors. (laughs) Yeah, definitely plant metaphors. Yeah, (laughs) they're similar. They're all about like process and being on a journey. So it really seems like you've been able to find community forming around your Instagram account. What has that been like? If I'll post something about myself being from the Midwest or like living in a small town, it feels like a lot of community or people get really excited about that in the comments or I get a lot of DMs from people who are like, oh, I'm from the Midwest too. People have definitely met like in the comments of my memes and people have gotten flirty in the comments and I'm always like so interested in the fate of those connections. (laughs) Have you heard of any that are successful? Not that anyone's told me. I'm trying to remember the context, but like, Someone did kind of recently ask me to, like, officiate a wedding. (laughs) What? 
she was like because she was going on a date with someone that she had met and she was like oh if it like works out you can like do our wedding and I was like oh I would be so honored that's <laughs> to hysterical that. did you hear how the date went no I never got an upgrade oh so I guess I guess they probably didn't get married I well I don't know it's soon though have you made any friends through the page like people that you oh my god yeah so many friends because I have a five-year plan where at the end of it I won't be on any kind of social media but like one thing that holds me back is like I have so many I've met like so many cool people through Instagram and it's like I never would have connected with these lesbians otherwise have you met any partners through the account <laughs> yeah I have oh um, get out not anyone that I'm like currently dating but I've done a lot of like vacation sexcations through Instagram that's incredible yeah because <laughs> I do like I can't date where I live for the most part so I, I always have to like go to the internet and that's just, like, a reality for me. Why is that? Because I live in a small town. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, like, I definitely, like, see, like, lesbians in my everyday, but it's mostly, like, older women who are married to each other. And there's more of a scarcity when you're, like, queer dating in a small town. So the internet is really one of the only places you can go. Like, you don't have any physical spaces, but you can use the internet. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no, like, lesbian bar that I, there is, like, a gay bar actually pretty close to my house, but it's just, like, a very different, like, vibe, and I don't drink. I do, like, sometimes I drink, but I don't really, like, often seek out drinking experiences, so um, most, yeah, I would say most of my, like, experiences are on the internet. Maddie's not just a meme maker, she's also a zine maker. So I had a long and sorted history of lesbian meme making before Xena Warrior Princess. In high school, it always felt like I was just putting out this weird publication to my school and like making them read it <laughs> and then in college I went to Bryn Mawr which has a very cool feminist news magazine that was such an important space for me and then alongside like doing that work I was making a lot of um just like weird weird just like diary zines basically handing them out to my friends with my free printing so I kind of had these self-publishing skills the first zine she released as Xena Warrior Princess is called The Ex-Girlfriend of My Ex-Girlfriend is My Girlfriend. I made the first The Ex-Girlfriend of My Ex-Girlfriend is My Girlfriend because I was super broke one semester and I needed a way to just like monetize my Instagram. But I didn't want to ask for money, of course. I felt really uncomfortable with that. So I was like, well, I get in my inbox like all these advice questions already. Well, I could just formalize the submission process and compile all the answers into a zine which is what I did. I think it's really interesting that you can monetize something that you're kind of already doing anyway. Yeah, and that you kind of have to, you yeah. know, as like a writer. And once you kind of monetize what you're doing, it just becomes so much more sustainable. I think it's also really cool that you're able to because there are all these other lesbians who are like, yes, give me the lesbian content. Like, there's no shortage of an audience. Yeah, absolutely. I've been amazed at how people have bought copies but then come back and bought copies for their friends. Like, I'm, I never take it for granted that people like share my work or care about it especially because it's like a print zine like that seems so wild that people still get excited about that i recently ordered one of maddie's zines the choose your own dyke adventure zine and it's incredible it's basically a choose your own adventure story but all of the situations and decisions are the most lesbian things you could possibly imagine the first choice you have to make is between oat milk soy milk and almond milk in your coffee now, you're crazy if you don't choose oat milk, but for the sake of adventure, I'd suggest you choose each at least once. Oh, and if you get the opportunity to go to page 27, 
definitely do it. Most of Maddie's content is light and fun and entertaining, but in all seriousness, she's really been able to create a safe space for a lot of lesbian and queer folks online. Her page is unique because it's lesbian content made by a lesbian for lesbians. And so for a lot of people, myself included, it's one of the only places we can go to really find media that we see ourselves reflected in. Yeah, I think it's a really like vital step. And you can also be a part of a community without being out in like your real life. I think something about Xena Warrior Princess that attracts a lot of people is that like for the most part, it's like pretty glorifying of being a lesbian. Like I think I'm always creating a, like a pretty rosy picture of lesbians and I think that like I don't even personally agree with I think lesbians can be just as like abusive and there's a lot to confront um in our communities but I think that that can be like really healing for a lot of young people who find my page because I'm often posting about like a kind of like lesbian domestic life I had so much fun talking to Maddie for this episode and she may have even changed my opinion on memes just a little bit I was feeling inspired, and I did something that I never thought I'd do. Y'all, I made a meme. <laughs> you can head over to my Instagram at hopinmyuhaul and check it out. Once again, I'm Kelly Drake, and this has been Hop in My U-Haul. Of course, thank you to WNYU Radio and Shane Patterson for helping make this podcast happen. The music you heard in this episode is by the band Recreational Mouthwash. If you liked what you just heard, you can check out my previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can find me on Instagram at hopinmyuhaul or on Twitter at kellymdrake19. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. 